Hello and welcome to the Short Side Option Podcast. I'm Chris Sork alongside DLU, and uh, we bring to you the first uh, in our line of Big 12 football previews. Uh, first off, uh, we go with uh, TCU, and uh, we were able to have Grant McGalliard of Frogs of War, uh, an SB Nation blog. Uh, the whole staff and, and, and Grant do a great job covering uh, all the things going on with TCU and, and get you all the information you need uh, for TCU as far as they're concerned. Uh, like I said, Grant was nice enough to spend some time with us uh, to get their prospects uh, going on in here into the 2019 season. Uh, take a listen. Okay, we are being joined here uh, by Grant McGilliard uh, of Frogs of War. Uh, you can find his work and uh, all other contributors uh, over there at SB Nation, uh, Frogs of War. Uh, is where you can find that. They do a great job covering TCU. And uh, Grant was kind enough to spend some time uh, with us this evening uh, to talk a little bit about TCU football. And uh, their prognosis here is as fall camp is getting started for them and, and uh, college football season is just a month away. Uh, Grant, thank you for uh, coming on with us. How are you doing today? Hey, yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, just I really cannot wait for the college football season to start. Like I'm having withdrawals. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and like I said, it's only a month away. Uh, TCU uh, right now, uh, if you look at your latest Phil Steele uh, college football preview, uh, Phil's got him pegged as third in the conference. Uh, it's a, it's a team that's got off to a pretty good start last year. Uh, played at Ohio state really tooth and nail uh, kind of throughout uh uh, that game uh, ended up losing that one and then kind of started a tailspin uh, for them through the rest of the season. They were able to uh, go six and six in the regular season and uh, get to a bowl game. Uh, this year, expectations kind of, I would feel like, around the same level as, you know, most TCU teams are accustomed to uh, in terms of being a team that's going to be a tough team uh, defensively. Um, might be a little bit limited offensively this year. Uh, kind of with that situation, Grant, what, uh, what kind of situation do you see uh, for the offense this year? Of course, uh, K-State uh, transfer Alex Delton uh, yep. right now presumed to be uh, one of the uh, favorites to start at quarterback for TCU. Kind of give me your prognosis on what you'd see on the offensive side of the football uh, for TCU this season. Sure. So, and, and you mentioned the limitations and there are some there, uh, but I think that mostly stems from the quarterback position. You look at wide receiver, Jalen Rager is one of the best in the conference, if not the nation. Um, Shewo Alanalua, uh, I think he has some legal issues uh, stemming from a, a, an arrest on a, on a drug charge earlier this spring. But at running back, if he's back for the season and all indications are that he will be, he's a great option um, along with, uh, you know, Darius Anderson, uh, Amari DiMarcado at running back. So there are a lot of options um, offensively, but it does come down to quarterback. Right now, you could theoretically say that six guys are gunning for the starting quarterback spot. Um, Alex Delson is the favorite among them, and he was listed uh, on the depth chart uh, sort of a, a, as, you know, in that starting position. Uh, Michael Collins started last year some games, wasn't that impressive, but wasn't terrible. Justin Rogers had dropped foot the entire year um, and still played in the Cheez-It Bowl, where, again, no one played well, but he has a lot of potential. Um, you got Max Duggan, who's coming in from Iowa. Uh, he's a four-star recruit, true freshman, and by all accounts is really, really good. I'm kind of excited for him. Matthew Downing transfers in from Georgia, and then Matthew Baldwin 
uh, is trying to transfer from, from Ohio State, uh, but his transfer process is kind of held up. Uh, so that's quarterback, but everywhere else is really, really solid. I mean, you look at you know the offensive line, Lucas Niang is the first uh, team all Big 12 preseason selection uh, at left tackle, um, or excuse me, right tackle. Uh, a lot of good guys coming back on the line, a lot of good wide receivers. So the potential is there. Someone just has to get them the ball, and that's kind of the struggle right now. Yeah, and, and Grant, just real quick on that uh, Matt Baldwin situation, a uh, much ballyhooed kid uh, coming out of high school, as, as about anyone that goes to Ohio State is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that, that you mentioned his, his transfer process is kind of being hung up, and of course with you know, whatever way the wind blows is about how the NCAA uh, will will grant those waivers. Uh, any any idea on kind of when a decision on that might be made? I don't. And, you know, really the last time I heard anything about it was two weeks ago at Big 12 Media Days uh, when uh, a colleague of mine, a, a former colleague of mine, asked Gary Patterson if he had heard any news. And Patterson cut him off and just said no. So that's where we are right now. Kind of a Everything's still up in the air and no sides really saying anything. So it's kind of frustrating, but that's where we're at. Grant, moving on a little bit to X's and O's. By the way, this is uh, Drew here. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Ian Boyd's work, but he uh, Uh, had an article earlier this week speculating that uh, TCU would move more towards a uh, vertical passing offense or at least incorporate vertical passes uh, more than they have in the past. Um, with a hire of wide receiver coach Malcolm Kelly, a guy who used to work for Kendall Bryles. Uh, do you see that uh, taking place? And if so, to what degree? Well, uh, that's that's a great question. I, I think yes. Uh, and again, I hate to go back to the quarterback, but it's just if we can find a guy that can deliver those deep balls. But if you look at TCU's wide receiver core, um, Jalen Rager, again, can catch short passes. He can catch long passes. He can do whatever you need. Taye Barber um, will start at slot. He's a shorter guy at 5'9", but he is really quick and kind of help in those shorter passes. And then Trevante Heights um, will be the X receiver, um, you know, taller receiver. Aldontre Davis, uh, you know, is another option there. Uh, John Stevens Jr., Dylan Thomas. All these guys have height, and all these guys can't catch the deep ball. Um, so, yeah, if, you know, like you said, with the hiring of Malcolm Kelly, that's certainly an option, and they have the – you know, the, the, the players to do that. Um, again, just getting those guys the ball. That's really all it comes down to. Uh, so, you know, uh, Grant, one other thing I wanted to kind of touch base on uh, as switching switching sides of the ball here and now to the defense, Gary Patterson and TCU have uh, rightfully earned the reputation as one of the stingiest defenses year in, year out of the big in the Big 12. How do you see that side of the ball uh, shaping up for him this year? Really well. Um, I wrote something uh, – pretty in-depth on the TCU secondary, and I think it has a chance to be, you know, traditionally stingy. Um, Jeff Gladney and uh, Julius Lewis might be the best one-two corner combo in the Big 12. Uh, Ennis Gaines at strong safety returns after a good year. Uh, Trevon Morig at free safety uh, is a sophomore this year, and he had to play a lot as a freshman, and Patterson said as much. He wasn't ready, but he's really dedicated himself to transforming his body and his mentality in the offseason. Um so he'll be good at free safety. And then Vernon Scott is a senior at the wide safety. Of course, TCU plays a 4-2-5, so they have five defensive backs on the field pretty much at all times. Um, you look at linebacker Garrett Wallow uh, is, you know, really a guy that has a lot of potential as a big hitter, as a junior. 
Uh, Montreal Wilson, the other linebackers, the redshirt seniors, his experience there. Um, and, and then the defensive line, um, again, I'm trying to find weaknesses here, and I think they're just all really good players. O'Shawn Mathis uh, will be a defensive end as a redshirt freshman. He saw a little bit of time last year and is just a weight room freak. Uh, Shamit Blackshear transfers in, uh, Ross Blacklock, a defensive tackle, along with Corey Bethley. So uh, I know I'm, I just sound like I'm reading the roster, but those are all legitimately really good players, and they all start for TCU. So I, I think, once again, they'll be traditionally strong on that side of the ball. Yeah, and the one thing, too, that jumps out to me uh, as you were going through it, it's playmakers at all three levels, which uh, any good defense has those uh, playmakers. And and TCU, I mean, any defense in the Big 12 would be happy to have one playmaker at each of those levels. But TCU uh, really has a has a, a wide variety of playmakers on that side of the ball. And uh, it, it's no uh, no surprise that year in, year out, they're, they're one of the better defenses um, here in the Big 12. Uh, as I said earlier, Phil Steele has a TCU pick third. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, from – from most people's perspective, that it's it's really a two horse race this year for the Big Twelve between Oklahoma and Texas. They they seem almost destined to get uh, uh, to that Big Twelve title game again as a rematch of what was a, a you know really tight game last year as well. Uh, Grant, uh, tell me why uh, maybe TCU. Uh, it, tell me why TCU might be uh, able to crash that party, and if if you do think that that uh, third place. Uh, prognostication there uh, by by Phil Steele and among others uh, is where uh, TCU should be. I, you know, I, I'm an optimist, but even I think third place might be a little bit high. Um, I, I'm looking at about a fourth. If I had to guess, I'd pick TCU to finish fourth. I think either Baylor or Ohio State, or excuse me, Iowa State has what it takes to finish third above them. Uh, but again, the potential's there, and it does come down to skill positions. Uh, I can't stress enough how dominant Jalen Rager is um, at wide receiver and at, you know, he can run the ball. He's a good punt and kick returner. He can do everything. Um, And the defense will keep TCU in most games. Um, I I do think the coaches want to pass the ball more this season, but with three running backs that can all, you know, tote the rock pretty well. um, Again, there's potential. There's a very high ceiling for this team. Maybe not, you know, an undefeated, you know, season but they can crack the big 12 championship game i just think this is an eight and four nine and three team that finishes third and you know goes to the alamo bowl uh which is fine after watching this team struggle to six and six last year i think it's a step in the right direction and if we can get quarterback that you know starts this year and can start next year that's a really good building block okay yeah that would be i think any uh, tcu fan would uh, gladly take a nine and three, eight and four type season. I, I know us K State fans would 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 jump at the bit at that. Uh, so that kind of uh, kind of uh, you know gets your thoughts there on the uh, TCU season. Uh, Grant got uh, three final questions for you here. Uh, what we call three and out here on the short side option podcast, where I give you three quick questions Let's and uh, you just let me know what you, uh, l- let me know what you think here. Uh, okay. Gary Patterson. Um, of course, uh, long-tenured coach at TCU. Uh, last year was a tough year with both of his uh, parents passing away uh, personally for him. How many more years do you think he has left uh, at the helm there for TCU? Man, I think he, if I'm remembering this right, and you can fact-check me, I remember him signing a contract in 2022, somewhere around there. I say he coaches until 2024. I think he finishes out his contract and adds two more years. So. Okay, so another five seasons for Gary. Well, uh, you know, 
we we enjoy watching him on the sideline. Always one of the more uh, expressive and candid coaches, and he, he does a hell of a job there at TCU. Uh, second question, uh, Alex Delton. Uh, over under six games that he starts this year for TCU. I'm going to take the over. I think he starts out of gate. Um, I think he the schedule is easy enough the first six games to where he can start those without any calamities. Um, but I think if he struggles in game seven or eight and there's a quarterback that shines in backup role, I think he can take that over. But I'll, I'll take over for now. I'll say he starts seven or eight. And uh, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, via your earlier comment of eight and four, nine and three, uh, TCU's win total uh, via Vegas is at seven and a half. It sounds like uh, if you had to, I don't know if you're a betting man or not, but if, if you had to throw down a, a quick wager, it sounds like you'd take the over. Do I have that right? I am a betting man. Yes, I would take the over on seven and five. And I want to just say this because I got it wrong. Uh, the contract is to 2024, but I still think he gets a two-year extension after that. So call it seven more years. But yes, I'll take the over on, on, uh, on TCU's win total. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I think that covers that for us here, Grant. Uh, thank you again. Uh, you can find Grant and uh, all of the other uh, fine folks over there at Frogs of War. Uh, you can get their commentary on, on TCU. Definitely an interesting team here. As uh, Big 12 season here starts in a month, uh, crazy to believe that football season is right around the corner. Grant, we're almost there. Oh, I know, man. I cannot wait. I got my chili recipe already, and I, I'm fired up. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Grant, uh, thank you for taking some time uh, to speak with us today, and uh, we'll keep in touch down the road. Awesome, man. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. That was Grant McGalliard of Frogs of War uh, getting us previewed uh, for TCU uh, as they enter the uh, 2019 football season. Uh, thank you to Grant again for uh, making this happen. Uh, the, up next on the Short Side Option podcast tour, we look at the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, let us know at TSSO underscore podcast uh, what you think about TCU maybe coming into 2019 and uh, how you might see K-State uh, TCU matching up uh, as they meet October 19th uh, in Manhattan. Should be a fun game. Of course, uh, potential for a, uh, a duel between Alex Delton and Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Uh, that sure might be an interesting uh, subplot uh, as, as we move through this 2019 season uh, on the gridiron. Uh, thanks again for listening uh, to the Short Side Option podcast. Uh, like I said, we'll be back with Iowa State uh, preview up next.